Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Coffee with Council. I'm here with Randy Shock today. Hi. We're attorneys with Hickey and Hull Law Partners. And uh, today we're going to talk about something that comes up a lot when you're watching legal movies and legal shows or, or reading legal books, and that's the objections. Uh, anytime I think of movies and objections, I, I go straight to A Few Good Men in the scene where she strenuously objects and, and gets some crap for that. But what made me want to talk about it on podcast was actually the other day watching this new Lincoln Lawyer series, which, Randy, I know you, you like as well. But there was... Um, there was a, a run there where they're in the they're in the trial and the prosecutor objected a lot. And my wife actually said to me, She she's objecting a lot. That can't look good. And I said, Well, I mean, most of her objections are actually valid. And so there is that kind of delicate balance of objecting too much and looking like you're afraid of something, but the reason that you object really is not just to keep something from coming in at that time, but you also have to preserve your record. And that's the thing that gets lost in the TV shows is that preservation of record element where if you don't object and that ends up being something you want to use for appeal, you probably lost your ability to appeal based on that issue. So as lawyers, we have to object even when we don't want to a lot of times because we need to preserve that issue. So it actually, it is one thing that, that seems very theatrical in the movies, but it's reality of being in court that we're having to raise objections. Almost every hearing it comes up at some point, I feel like. So with that in mind, I want to also talk about one of the more common objections that comes up, and I think it's also one that confuses um folks who are not dealing with the law day in and day out like we are, and that's objection with leading questions. Randy, have you ever objected for leading questions? In pretty much every case I've ever tried, and oftentimes, several times, um, a, a leading question occurs when an attorney is questioning a witness that is on their side of the case on what's called direct examinations when you're putting your own witnesses on. And essentially, a leading question is one where it's phrased in such a way that you are suggesting or telegraphing uh, the answer that you need or the testimony that you need out of that witness. Lawyers commonly do it to help their case, and you commonly object to and keep them from doing it. Yeah, so an example that I, I've come up with, I think that's helpful just to, it, it would never be a question in court, but I think it's a helpful way to see a leading question is if I were to say, it's really hot outside, right? That's a leading question. I'm telling you pretty much it's hot outside when I ask the question. Um, but if I ask you, what's the weather like today? I haven't implied anything about the weather. That's, that's a non-leading question. And so when we have a witness up there on direct examination, we have to let that witness testify on their own, generally speaking. We don't get to lead and we don't get to 
to, to tell them what to say and telegraph it. But when you have somebody on cross, you do get to lead usually. And that's where this can get complicated for folks because I, I've seen that come up with like a pro se litigant who um, is trying to ask questions and the other attorney, you know, we're just objecting, leading, 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 because it's really harder or much harder than you think to ask a question trying to get a certain fact out without uh, leading. But we've seen that I've seen that come up where you know object into leading, and then when we get to cross examine their witness, we get up there to start leading, and they've kind of picked up on what leading questions are, and they want to object to leading, and then they find out they don't get to object to leading, and they're like, "What the heck is going on? This isn't fair." But that's the rule. You typically are going to get to lead on cross examination, and that's that's a huge part of cross examination, really. And just to clarify, a pro se litigant is one that is representing themselves. They don't have an attorney. And that is what Brad has described as just one of a, about a million pitfalls for <laughs> for trying to do that. Uh, so bear that in mind as well. Fall season is just around the corner, and I know all of us are looking for that wholesome, convenient meal. We'll look no further than Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. They can help you with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered right to your door. And right now, use the code HTL50. Head to factormeals.com slash HTL50 and get 50% off. That's code HTL50 at factormeals.com. To get 50% off, thanks to hit that line. The great thing about Factor, over 34 weekly prepared meals that you can choose from. Plus, you don't have to run around to worry about where you're getting lunch. Let Factor take care of it for you. Let me tell you the code one more time to help you get 50% off. Factormeals.com slash HTL50. Factormeals.com slash HTL50. Factor. America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. When you're looking for a new car, you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust. You've probably heard that McClarty Daniel means making deals, but what I'm inspired by the most is that McClarty Daniel means making a difference in our community. When you buy a vehicle with McClarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community, in our schools, in our little leagues, in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. For your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Are you feeling the heat this summer with soaring electric bills? Upgrade your AC system with Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric this August and experience the ultimate comfort in your home. This month, receive up to $500 off on attic insulation when you upgrade your AC. That's right. Proper attic insulation can significantly reduce your energy bills, keeping your home cooler and more efficient. Worried about the cost? We've got you covered. With approved credit, enjoy payments as low as $99 a month. Picture this, 
Lower energy bills can help you cover the cost of your new system. Now that's a win-win situation. So don't wait. Call Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric now and save with the new AC system and insulation this August. Say goodbye to high electric bills and hello to ultimate comfort. Visit gopascal.com now and schedule your free estimate. With approved credit, exclusions apply. See dealer for details. Professional people, professional service. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Well, and when you're on cross, uh, thank you for clarifying that too, Randy, because I, sometimes I forget that we have this jargon we speak that not everybody is in on. Uh, one of the reasons leading is so important on cross, though, is because it allows us to deal with evasive witnesses and move the case along in a way that would be just nearly impossible if you couldn't lead. And, and what I mean by an evasive witness, you know, if you're asking them, um, questions that that you know the answer to. Everybody knows the fact, but they don't want to admit it, so they they want to try to dodge it and just not provide a response. And then you eventually lead to those those magic words that every attorney who's done hardly any trial work get to at some point, which is it's a yes or no question. And then they they have to give you that yes or no. And that's that's something else that is usually indicative of a leading question. If you can answer it with yes or no, it's probably leading. Objection, Your Honor. Having answered yes, my client should be entitled to explain his answer. <laughs> Which could come up. And, and 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 when you have a good attorney, they're going to ask you on the redirect to explain it. Right. And that's something that for my clients, a lot of times I have to make sure they know going in that when you're on cross and they get to ask these questions, just understand that we will get to clean it up on redirect. So it's better that you just answer the question that's been asked and move on because if you start trying to get argumentative and evasive, it can blow back on you and look worse. And if you just admitted to that fact and let us come ask you to clean it up later on and explain it. And one of the best ways to avoid having to ask leading questions of your own witnesses has to do with preparation for the trial. And... And, and getting that person um, prepared to testify before the trial even begins. I mean, we can often, we can't identify everything that's going to come up, but we can often, we know what the key issues are going to be, and we know what the key evidentiary points are going to be and the key key parts of testimony. And so, you know, that's something that needs to be prepared ahead of time so that when you ask that question, the what's the weather like today, the witness already knows that it's important to the case that the weather was hot. Uh, so preparation's a great way to avoid having to lead your own witnesses. Yeah, it definitely is. And, you know, listening when you... Preparation goes, goes down two streets. A lot of people think preparation is entirely on the attorneys. And maybe I'm trying to cover myself here, but... What you're getting at is that preparation is is on the client and your witnesses as well. Because if if your client's not listening to you and understanding when you say I, I need you to be up on these facts and I need you to know what I'm looking for, or they're just not willing to to get on board with the narrative of the case that you're trying to present, and they just think they know what needs to be said to the judge, that's where you find yourself asking a very you know intentional direct examination question and then your client talks for 15 minutes and you're trying to get them to stop the whole way i had a client one one time um 
and we actually won this this hearing, so maybe maybe he did okay. But at one point, I intentionally knocked all my paper clips off my podium. <laughs> he was about twelve minutes into a monologue. I, I, I'm not joking. I, I feel like it went at least twelve minutes. I could not get him to stop talking, and so I intentionally knocked these off. And it did. It distracted him just long enough for him to catch his breath, and I was able to redirect him and close that thing up and i remember the judge on that case at the end of it too fortunately i like i said we won that hearing and so it was a good ruling but i remember typically she will ask if we have any rebuttal or anything like that as soon as the other party finished her testimony she said okay i'm ready to make my ruling on this case (laughs) she didn't give us any chance to put it back on the stand because she had also heard enough (laughs) Good story. <laughs> yeah, that story's that story's only good if you win the hearing. I think. <laughs> um, another objection. I, I told Randy we were only going to talk about leading, but I want to I want to throw one more out there that I thought about. That's that comes up a little bit, but is it the, the biggest objections we get are hearsay and leading, and hearsay is a podcast for its own. It's it's a huge monster one, but another one that comes up a lot, and you will hear it in in TV shows and movies. I think a lot too, which is this calls for speculation. And there are objection. This this comes up as an objection whenever you have a situation where you were basically asking the witness to guess about something. And usually you're asking, I think what I see it most is somebody asking them to guess about an intent or motive of a third party. Um, I don't have a great example off the top of my head. Do you have one, Randy? Oh, uh, well, it does come up a lot. Um, I, uh, you're a, a, a child, um, um, does something unusual or, or some factual point that, that needs to be addressed. And, uh, the parent is asked, well, why did the child do that? Well, they can say what the child did, but they can't really speculate as to what was going through the child's mind at the time. And um, it's it's frequently a question that gets asked, uh, and it's frequently pretty obvious what anybody would say the reason was. Nevertheless, uh, a witness is not entitled to say what was on someone else's mind. They could say what they did, they could say what they were told by that person, uh, but not what that person was thinking. Yeah, I'm glad you used a family law example because I think that is one of the areas it it comes, it becomes an issue more than others because there is often with kids, it seems like it, more, more often than not, that there is this desire to want to ask, why was this child doing this thing? Um or, or sometimes with an ex, why were they doing that thing? Because there is, in, in family law cases, there's often this prevailing undercurrent of everyone involved seems to think they know everybody else's motives. Mm. And oftentimes they are wrong, by the way. But they want to say that and they want to get that out. They want to say, well, this person is a mischievous person. This person is a bad person. That's why they would do it or or this child was scared, this, you know, but you're right. And that's the gist of the rule is you don't get to say what you don't know. 
you don't get to speculate on it. And you cannot know what was in somebody else's head. You can only say maybe what they told you in certain situations. We can get around the hearsay, which, like I said, is for another another episode, or what you actually observed. No, no speculating on it is typically the rule. So that one will come up a lot. And I, I bet if you uh, watch some legal TV drama and catch it next time, you'll be able to say, oh, yeah, they were asking for somebody's intent is my guess is what's going to come up there. So anyway, those are two common ones. We'll probably come back to objections again in a future episode. Definitely want to do some more on hearsay because that's one of the more harder to understand rules and it does come up all the time. And talking about pro se litigants getting frustrated, hearsay will get them frustrated, but hearsay gets witnesses frustrated even when they're not pro se. You know, my my clients get frustrated by it. But there's a reason it exists and we'll get into that another time. But that'll cover the objections we got for today. So thanks for listening, everybody. And I will tell you, Randy, I have confirmed at this point that we have at least two listeners regularly to this podcast because Caitlin has a friend who I'm blanking on his name now and I apologize because you're probably listening to this uh, I was hoping she'd be on so she could say it to me uh, and then uh, my my niece says she was listening to my podcast the other day with her her mom was listening to it so apparently my sister is listening every now and then so uh, our audience is just growing by the day leaps and bangs well <laughs> Hello to all of you and keep those cards and letters now. <laughs> all right, everybody. You have a good day. Thanks for listening. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.